That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Welcome to Bat Force Radio, a Batman slash DC podcast with no limits coming to you from the ghoulish month of October, the Halloween month. And tonight we are going to send the bolt home or send the stake home with the last piece of the Vampire Batman trilogy. We're going to be uh, banging out Batman Crimson Mist tonight. Uh, let me get the panel out of the way. I got the Bat Force and the Cat Force in here tonight. Let's start with, I got a Grandpa Batman over in Texas. Hi. <laughs> someone get that man a pumpkin spice so, so, someone get the man a vibrator i got a, i got and i got robin cross up in canada and we got the cat force in the building joining us once again i get the lovely ladies from the cat force i got that clearly martell bat cat arkham kitty over in uh, california hi i got uh, angel young aka dr angel quinzel over in missouri's arkham asylum hello I got uh, cats and bats over in Chicago. Hello. And I got that Nash cat down in uh, Louisiana. Meow. <laughs> so let's get right into it. Batman Crimson Mist uh, by Kelly Jones and Doug Munch. Um, we just uh, wrapped up Bloodstorm where we lost our Selena and Gordon and Alfred have to put the stake through Vampire Batman's heart and keep him under wraps. But we open up to this new one where he's pretty much still laying in that coffin. Alfred's pretty much losing it, isn't he? He's like sweating and <laughs> holding his face. Yeah, fingers. he's pretty <laughs> fucked up about it. Yeah. yeah he's torn up about, uh, about what he did. Back on the big year. <laughs> Batman has that narration bit at the beginning where he's, you know, we find out that he's not completely dead. He is in that limbo state with the stake in his heart. Right. So he's talking about how he's, you know, he's just trapped in this, in darkness. He's aware of himself, but he can't move, can't do anything. Establishing that. Like sleep paralysis. He's just stuck there. Yeah. Yeah. uh... So many different visual versions of Batman in this book. It's like different characters at times. Kelly Jones went nuts in this one. Yeah, it's a nice cool long narrative of about him being suspended while he has that stake in his heart. So it's kind of like a pause button when they put the stake through his heart, isn't it? Yeah. He's like the body decays, but his mind is still there. Right. What does he call it? He calls it the false death. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I call it, uh, he's restarting his life. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if everybody uh, knows that reference or that, not, that's but. a nice throwback throughout this book that you have these little stamped images of animals and ghouls and have you guys noticed that it's almost yeah, like yeah actually i just noticed that again when i was flipping through i, I wonder if, did jo- do you think jones drew those or those from something else i don't know why but i feel like it's from something else incorporated into this tale i thought you'd just been on a, a safari recently and those little stamps right it's, just plop yeah, them. Yeah. well i mean like one's a map <laughs> Uh, like a looks like a rat 
and then one's a wolf, mm. and then sometimes okay. it's just like some weird person's head. There's a like knight on a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Some hands. Wouldn't be surprised if they're like some kind of imagery or something from like Bram Stoker's Dracula or something. Yeah, I was kind of looking for that. It reminds me of old folk imagery. There, there's one on one of the uh, pages that Croc is on. There's a crocodile down on the bottom of the page. I saw that one, yeah. Mm. One is like, you'll float too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking for the little stamp of Georgie. <laughs> yeah, uh, Harvey Dent's revealed his two face in the hospital and uh, punches the doctor, like backhands him and leaves. And he's like, "Eat it." That was kind of funny. It's like, <laughs> I read a lot of Batman, and this has to be one of the most brutal pages I think I've ever witnessed in Batman mythology, where uh, Killer Croc pretty much drags that he drags that prostitute down in the sewers. And, and just motorboats her. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, Croc, man. you motorboating son of a bitch. <laughs> He's just tearing well, her. Yeah. I mean, look how he's holding her down, too. Like, that is so suggestive. Like, he's got his hand on her knee and all that. Like, yeah. He's And he's like, what does he say? He's like, how's this for downtown, this baby? For... <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's so good. He's like, you're way like down. bubbles. You're way down now. Down in the filth where you belong. And he's just, like, railing his teeth between her breasts. Walked your last street, baby. Now float the river. <laughs> yeah, they... That's exactly how I eat my bone and wings. <laughs> <laughs> the next page has a great. Oh, I, I love Kelly Jones' Scarecrow. Man, I don't know what it is about his Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. This lanky. He's scary. So odd. Yeah, it's scary. Really yeah. cool. Do you see? He actually has a, a missing fingers tied, strapped to yeah. his body. Yeah, all over. <laughs> I just noticed that. Mm. I guess this Tweedledee or Tweedledum is the guy that Crane goes after right here. He looks like one of them, doesn't he? That, um, you know, those missing fingers are exactly what I'd do to that motherfucker that stole my tailgate. Gramps, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you on for a tailgate party tomorrow? Too soon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't watch football this weekend because I can't tailgate. <laughs> Scarecrow pretty much cuts his neck with that hook. Well, it looks like the Reaper's hook, by the way, from uh, mm-hmm. you, you two. And then while all this is happening, you just see like a decaying vampire Batman corpse. Uh, with that internal narrative. Oh, and uh, Cats and Bats, I'm sure you might have noticed uh, the Poe image on top of that page when he's laying in the... Yes. That's kind of cool. What was it? Yeah, that was cool. What's his uh, internal I like narrative? the worms crawling out of his mouth. That kind of gives you a time, kind of a sense of time he's been down there. How long he's one without Listerine, boy? You know? Like, uh, <laughs> how long is it? So he's doing a lot of thinking down there in his... Uh, says, his says I rot, so do I go mad. So he's like literally going crazy inside his own like mind. Gramps mm-hmm. tailgate. And we have, um, it's raining red still. And I don't think we've ever got an explanation for that full blown. Mm-hmm. Alfred's reflection is on that uh, teacup or coffee cup. And I actually thought that was Poe again for a second. What's well, that? it's like Alfred's reflection is in the oh. coffee and Gordon is, and on, Gordon the cup. is on the side of the cup. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. So that is really cool. See, these days, it would just be a Gordon cup, and the barista would have made Alfred's face in the foam. Yeah, with a, <laughs> with a big heart. And it would be pumpkin spice. I love how you look in this. <laughs> it's like a domino. Yeah, with yeah, the she's got her eye patch. Eye and patch. How, um, oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. They're talking about uh, how the, the rogues are running wild in Gotham now. Kind of like since you know, Batman's gone, the penguin has been... Uh, up to no good again. He's escaped from Arkham Asylum. Which really, for any listeners out there, no. Penguin belongs in Blackgate, not Arkham. And yeah. uh, Ivy and Two-Face running wild. Crocs and uh, killing prostitutes and 
sewers of blood and scarecrows doing his thing. What do you guys think of the rogues gallery, how Kelly Jones depicted them? Penguin kind of looks like Robin Williams. Uh, That's true. I don't know. He looks like a little mini version of Robin Williams. Yeah, he does. I don't know. Like, and then Ivy, I like how she looks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Naj said, like she kind of has like that whole domino look. Yeah. And then her butt looks really nice. She got that nice rose thong <laughs> on, like Robin said. Um, and then like Two Face, um, it kind of makes me think of uh, his uh, look in The Dark Knight, like yeah. how they stuck to the whole like gory look. But yeah, probably got that from it, from this. Gordon Alfred is still talking about Bruce. I wish I wish Croc and Suicide Squad looked like this Croc. Me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What leads Alfred and Gordon's? Uh, what, what leads them to the decision to take the stake out of Bruce's uh, chest? Gotham yeah, being no. out of control. Right. Yeah. Like they're at a point where Gotham is just losing it and not. Well, and this is kind of feeling pretty guilty. That's true. There's a lot of guilt yeah, involved as well. as well. Yeah. It kind of gives some insight into Alfred, too, because he knows that because he didn't chop his head off, he's not really dead. Right. They've just kind of, they just almost put him, tacked him to a board like a pen, like a vampire pen that I wish I had. Oh. oh. <laughs> that, that Nash cat got one. Um, mm-hmm. So then the, the next page, old boy comes back to life. His eyes glowing red. And uh, damn, Kelly Jones just starts tearing it up with the imagery. I mean, every freaking panel Dude, that <laughs> page where he first comes alive is like one of my favorite in this book where he's like you fool you didn't take my head and he's just like screaming with those fangs out just, you fool you didn't turn the vibrator off and just <laughs> <laughs> but sir you're still the man inside and your heart has always been good and noble and he's i like what bat says he's like my heart now pulses to the beat of evil you fool I was like, it's so good, man. And He's, that's from uh, from drinking Joker's blood. Yep. I love how Bats is so, like, off the rails and condescending and just nuts in this book. Like, it's it's how Bruce would be if there were no rules. Right. Uh, and Elsewhere. he's still very aware that he's, you know, become this crazy vampire. Like, by his speech, like, he's like, he knows it's bad, but he kind of doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh... Like I said uh, last time, uh, since he killed Joker, about the Joker uh, blood. Since he killed Joker, he's not gonna stop killing after that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he has the taste for blood. And uh, in the next page, when he starts to go towards, um, I guess the garage where uh, the penguins held up at the moment, when he's flying through the air, I love it because it looks like my dog, like his face, <laughs> <laughs> like on a bat body. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, we just we figured out what your dog will be for Halloween. Yes, <laughs> actually, almost like a werewolf transformation as well. Every image of him in this book is just so different than the other. Monstrous and yeah, I love this Kelly G. Head into the garage, and first they show Penguin over there, and he puts that umbrella knife right through the guy's head. Is that a cop or is that yeah. a, a? I mean, that's brutal, dude. Yeah. This this whole thing just gets worse and worse it does i love that about this one like the horror just starts to really come through and you feel like all the influence kelly jones has from like hammer films and universal monsters and batman really like what we know about him disappears and you feel like he's become a monster he's not the person we knew like he's really this monstrous creation in this one Exactly. And I feel like because this is the third and last installment, I, I think Kelly knew this is where everything's getting torn down. This is where it's just he's going to send it home. And well, I uh, wonder why it took so long for them to make this one, because this one was first put out in 99. So 
don't know. But five, could, five years after Bloodstorm. You could see the evolution in the in the art and the inking compared to the other two. You know. Yeah, the especially I think the colors on this one yeah. seem uh, set really apart from the other two. Yeah, I agree. This feels definitely more like late 90s 2000s with the coloring and then the other ones do the other ones seem to have a little bit more 80s early 90s you know vibe they did yeah it felt almost a little a little more flat I tell you what wasn't flat that selena kyle wasn't flat <laughs> 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 nothing but flat oh, no, <laughs> anyway i digress <laughs> Hashtag, it's been a long two days. So I'm hash, sorry. Hashtag Batcat. Uh, <laughs> this this might be my favorite part from the whole trilogy is when he bites Penguin's neck, and then he wears his monocle. Is it? Is that what the? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> How great is that? <laughs> I guess a couple of his other henchmen are playing poker somewhere. Nice, nice old noir kind of feel to it. And then uh, all you see is their heads on the floor. The monocle, like that, just. That's how you know Batman's lost it. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's wearing like items from his victim. You know, that's such that's almost something Joker would do, and now Batman's doing it. Well, so he's got his Joker blood. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Joker, yeah, Joker mm-hmm. is kind of running through his veins. So someone flips the bat signal. Got the industrial bat signal too. There's another image of it later on I want to talk about, but uh, then he comes over it and um. Oh, it has something to do with a note that the Riddler left. What does it say, Rob? Uh, when genius becomes dope plus E, how does she redeem herself? So there, even in the, the middle of his madness, Gordon's still seeking Batman's help to solve some of these things. And when he goes after the Riddler, and I have to admit, I forgot about this, but having the guy, the Riddler's face form the symbol of a riddle in stitches, I think it's pretty clever. <laughs> That's something... Yeah, to- and... Uh- I, I assume that that was somewhat where uh, Mikhail Jannon's design for Riddler came in War of Jokes and Riddles, where he had the he ended up carving the question mark in his chest. I heard. You mean the the sexy Channing Tatum Riddler? Yes. <laughs> the whole point was that the Riddler was smuggling heroin and corpses. Uh, That's pretty crazy. Yeah, because he's at the morgue and he's about to cut heroin out of one of the bodies that he's pulling out of the morgue, and then Batman shows up through. The crimson mist out of one of the body's nostrils. Just fucking crazy. Which is fucking as one does. Yeah, you know, not to make a dramatic entrance or anything. Just, and then uh, they try to shoot at him, or Riddler tries to shoot at him, and then he pretty much. But, uh, the the panel beside that uh, that that mist panel looks a lot like the the Francovia statue that Mondo is putting out. If you look at that uh, the panel on the bottom right of the page beside where he comes out of the guy's nose. Oh, when he's hunching over? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see what you're talking okay. about. That, yeah. that looks just like the statue. And he bites Riddler's neck. He doesn't just bite people's neck. I mean, he just like... He their throat open and then... He like goes them. after him like Najkot does on a chicken wing, man. He's just <laughs> ripping <Yeah>. them off. <laughs> ripping flesh and ligaments and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can see that. I'm out, Wayne <laughs> Cut over uh, to the Scarecrow. Looks like they're in some secluded cabin or house. Scarecrow's right taking out the bullies. Oh, yeah. yeah he's, he's taking out like a high school bully. You think those are the fingers he's collecting on his body? Oh, probably. Right, because um, he was going after everyone who picked on him when he was a young child. Yeah. Okay. What's that ball in his hand, though? Is that gas? Fear yeah. toxin. Yeah. Scarecrow's... um fear toxin or whatever in that little globe is not working on Batman and he pretty much just cuts his head off with the uh, the same hook he was using. 
That's awesome. So it doesn't even bother biting him that time. Just takes it off. I'm surprised he just didn't put a straw down his neck and just start sucking the blood that way. That'd be <laughs> yeah. Two Face and Croc are at um they're in some kind of hideout. I guess they're talking about uh, how uh, Batman is just running through everybody. I guess Dent has an idea to contact um uh, Gordon later on to figure out a way to team up and beat this crazy Batman. But yeah, he's one put together an alliance. Yeah. But first, we slide over to uh, Pamela she, Isley. Yeah, I Dominatrix Ivy. Ivy. Cat Force on Saturday. <laughs> Damn. Who's going to cosplay this? Raise your hand. <laughs> uh, I thought you were Grant. I know Robin's hand went up first. You know nothing. <laughs> so there, um, so he, he slides over to Ivy's hideout where she pretty much has, um, I don't know who this guy is, but under her control with the, uh, she got the man who laughs type chains around his neck, reeling him along, gives him a kiss of death. And then um, Crimson Mist appears again. And now his face looks like an ape or, you know what I mean? So I guess his appearance must change with every rogue he encounters or everyone he encounters, maybe. I'd have to look back on that, but that might be, uh, he might be getting his Pennywise on, you know? Just Yeah, that makes sense because he's in, like, her jungle lair. I kind of like the dialogue between them. Where, uh, he's like, you always wanted me. Yep, I knew Naj was going to pick up on that. the only way I can. (laughs) Naj is like, bat cat, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Bat Pam, bat. So funny. Yeah, bat Pam. (laughs) Bat Pam. Oh, he's like, I will kiss you. No, no, my plants. Withering, diring, all around, stay back. What's the matter, Ivy? You always wanted me. That sounds like not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but this is, Ivy, this is the only way I would want you. Ouch! But this and is yeah, the wh- only way I want you. Gardens and decay. Blah, blah, blah. Once he shows up, she doesn't last the page. <laughs> Two big bite. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Every neck he takes out, he just... R- Tugs on that flesh and rips it. Ah, ha, ha, damn. So Who'd let him do that to them? Her nails so cute, though. <laughs> the thing damn, with Ivy, though, her hair out. You know, the thing with Ivy, though, even in death, she stays classy. Yeah, love me some Ivy, boy. Did Kim K cry? <laughs> Kim Kardashian cry? Where's she's like, no. <laughs> <Get out laughs> <of my laughs> <head>. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I wish some vampire. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Put a stick. Seen her lately? She looks like a fucking vampire. <laughs> We're back in Commissioner Gordon's office. He's having a nice smoke break, much deserved after a night like this. Um, and then well, Alfred says something too. He says killing has become natural to him. He can't stop himself. Yeah, bloodlust. Huh? I like these uh, Tim Sale shadows on the on the bottom page panel. Dude, right? I mean, that bottom right panel, page two thirty two. If you guys have the trade. Um, Alfred's face looking out the window, so good. Even 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 on the page before that, uh, the first page in the office, uh, that bottom panel, uh, the shadows go across both their faces. Yeah, it looks we, just like Tim's would do. Uh, oh, like said, this is some similar to like Long Halloween. Oh yeah. shit! Mm-hmm. Someone's Long Halloween. Oh shit! <sighs> she. So they're in, um, then they're on the rooftop. They're talking. They're trying to come up with a plan to take out Bruce with the. He has the guns and then silver stakes, I believe, that Alfred prepared. And all of a sudden, Two-Face and Croc show up. I love that Croc, man. Look at it. He looks like roided out, motherfucker, dude. He looks like a Bane Croc. Yeah. He looks yeah. like this is my kind of Croc. So it was, it was Harvey who propo- proposed this plan to Gordon, right? About teaming up and figuring out how to, how to take Bruce up. This wasn't Gordon's idea. 
because he was a little reluctant to um, to accept at first. If you guys on the next page 235, that bat signal that I was talking about with the gears on the right and left of it, I don't know why, mm -hmm. but I love that so much. It's very industrial steampunk, whatever you want. It looks like a like one of those old cannons. Revolutionary War cannons. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Nice red sky. They just have a helicopter come by and just. <laughs> Right. On the next page, we got Man Bat Batman flying around. Man, ba Man Bat Batman. <laughs> and, this and what's crazy, he still has that inner dialogue with himself, even though he's like completely lost it. Yeah. He's he's yeah, already it's, figuring out it's their... the hunger that is making him do these things. Like his mind is still in there, but he just has the hunger that he can't control. Yeah, like major Snickers bar situation, yeah. dude. <laughs> Um, well, he was he was he was overhearing this plan the whole time. The mm. the meeting on the rooftop. He, that's where it shows that panel where Gordon and Alfred are still on the rooftop, and he's flying away. He responded to the bat signal, but then when he saw them there, he didn't come out of the shadows, and he was listening to it the whole time. Plus, with his big bat ears, he could probably hear it from a mile away anyway. Mm -hmm. The Black Mask Gang thinks they could take out the the Batman or the Boogeyman, as they're referring. And then he just breaks in their hideout, and at one point he takes one guy's head off in his mouth while he's holding the other guy's head with his feet. I love flying. that. We're, we're, we're coming up to one of my favorite panels here. The entrance when he comes through, that's like, doesn't even look like him anymore, like resemble him at all, but it's so yeah. awesome. He's so scary. So uh, when, he, when he smashes through the wall back out of the place, this is my favorite panel at the bottom. When he's flying away and he has that rope hanging from his foot and it goes through the <laughs> yeah. eye socket of everyone's head that he took off <laughs> and the whole time he's doing that he's even asking himself how mad have i become that so, should be your next tattoo robin yeah <laughs> get some vampire batman arts and crafts yeah. like a like a good luck keychain or something <laughs> a little rabbit's foot but it's right. dangling heads heads yeah Face kebab. Face kebab. <laughs> Hashtag face kebab. Hashtag face kebab. <laughs> We're at Wayne Manor, or what's left of it. Um, bats coming out of the bat cave, and uh, Gordon and Alfred are there. Well, it's pretty cool why he did that. If when you flip oh, over the right. next page, because we yeah. cut over to he's Arkham at Blackgate. Yeah. Well, he's at Blackgate. Blackgate. Yeah. And he put all those heads on the the gates. You know the, the spikes on the gates. Right. So the inmates are looking out, looking at these heads, going, "Oh shit!" <laughs> that's it's like that's so very, medieval. It's that's, like that's what they did outside the Tower of London. Yep, you know, yeah. Vlad the, William Vlad Wallace. The <laughs> I love how yeah. the I love how the crows are there too. That's a nice touch with the crows. <laughs> then he flaps over to Arkham Asylum, where Doctor yeah. Arkham actually is. He turns into the red mist to get inside the asylum, and his face looks like a dragon while it's going through the cells. He's just taking heads off, like. The, the, the Mad Hatter's on the bars like, what the fuck, you know? And <laughs> <laughs> he's in Zaz's yeah. cell, and he says something like, uh, more than 100 scars on your body, Mr. Zaz, all self-inflicted, each cut marking a different life you've taken, and one last slash. And he pretty much just claws this massive hole into his chest and abdomen, like, oh, like as if he's clay or something. Dude. He says, one, right. one last slash. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> two, two last slash. And this then the, the death I was most excited about. <laughs> yeah. And there's just blood coming from each cell. And I mean, I like how he just leaves a trail of blood on the floor in, in the, the Arkham Asylum, um, you know, yeah. tenant. She's just like, she's running down the hall going, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. And then she's like, what is happening here? Yeah, and she tells 
Arkham that uh, all the all the homicidal inmates are dead, and then uh, someone's head gets thrown <laughs> through a window with a note in it, and rid, written in bl- written from blood says, "Go home, your work is done." Re- it's still raining red. We'll never know why, right? Well, he says as he as he flies away, he says, "I leave as vapor, more dense and rich than when I came." So it's almost like with all the blood that he took in. Hmm. It's well, giving him more strength, you know. Plausible, yes. I, I think the the red rain just continues as long as there are uh, there's a vampire presence in Gotham. <laughs> Unless Kool Aid Man was on a blimp and it exploded over Gotham. Oh yeah. Gordon and uh, Alfred are talking again, and um, so are Two Face and Croc. I love that Croc, man. Croc's always made fun of as being one of the stu- you know, the stupidest rogues, but not so br- you know, not such a bright version of a rogue. But he, he outlasts, like, everyone in this book, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He's cool. always the muscle, you know? Yeah. He's never, like, the one that comes up with a plan, it seems. Yeah. Or at least I don't remember. But he's always their henchman. So Gordon, Two-Face, uh, Croc, and Alfred are in the Batcave. And the plan is to lure him in. Alfred's going to lure him in. And then they're just going to lay waste with stakes and, and guns and whatnot. From my understanding. And crucifixes, yeah. Crucifixes, right. But while they're planning, um, Bats shows up to Arian's uh, little library again. He's asking her this time. <laughs> little appearance in each one, like like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. He's asking her, can a vampire ever truly die right. and laid to true waste rest? Because he knows, you know, this trap that they're supposed to be setting for him in, in the Batcave. Yeah. He knows what it's for, and it's almost like he almost... I kind of got a sense at this time that he was kind of ready to to end it all. Yeah, yeah. The, like the the part of him that's still him mm. wants them to to finish him off. He's asking her about what about a complete disintegration. She's saying, "Well, if you're asking whether atoms possess a consciousness or whatnot, you better consult a scientist or a master of Zen philosophy." And he like just throw. He starts throwing the books again, calling her useless and. Jumps out the window again. I think her glasses stayed intact this time, though, so that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) And we got the man bat Batman flying over. I would love a figure version of each and every image in this book, by the way. (laughs) Just so so many. I'd love a statue of that long vampire Batman as he's just yeah. standing there. They, uh, got, there they, that's a been made. There's one that somebody made. Yeah. yeah I, I posted it a little while ago. Someone made a custom one. It's just tall and narrow and that's, looks just like that. That's it's, it's made, it's based off that image. Someone did sculpt that and make it. And I, I was trying to, I was writing to Kelly Jones and the guy saying, you know, someone needs to propose this to DC because, uh, it is. It, it's so fucking scary and creepy looking, though. It might. It might be too creepy for a lot of people, though. Like where they just wouldn't oh, want it in their house. But uh, that's that's something we got to put in the ear of Jim Fletcher when we have him on the show. Yeah, we got a lot of <laughs> things to put in his ear. We turn the page. and We got that werecat and Tanya. Do you think Tanya is kind of mm-hmm. like this Elseworlds Talia almost? Doesn't she have that feel about her? Yeah. 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 It's probably why I don't like yeah. her. Being very self-reflective about you know. He's talking about cursed by Dracula's kiss and Joker's blood, and he's beyond redemption. But then he still remembers, you know, um, the sacrifices of, of Selena and, and Tanya, and how that kind of helped him. You know, he's like saying, "Having taste of blood, I can't stop. Yeah. I cannot stop taking it." That little picture is that Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein. The little drawing <clears throat> looks like a skull. I think, yeah. I think that's a skull. One of the big turning points in the book was when he realizes that there's nobody left to kill that's 
not innocent. So that's when he knows it's his time to go, and he has to end him, find a way to end himself, and somehow. Well, he says also, how long before I spawn a family, you know, larger than the cult of Dracula? So he right. knows that you know, if I keep going, this is going to get beyond Gotham, and he doesn't really kind of want to. Yeah. There's still a part of him that you know is still Bruce, and he he doesn't want that. So they're all in the back cave waiting for him for the trap, and then um. He pretty much, he goes over Alfred and calling the trap pathetic and that he expected better of them. And they all start shooting at him. Really cool how he has bat wings coming out over his cape. Bolts of oak are not stopping him. He's going after Croc. Croc is like the only one that can like stand toe to toe with him. Yeah, Croc is strong. The bat still is a little stronger. Gordon takes a shot through Bats' back. He falls over a cliff. They think he's done. And then Two-Face turns on uh, Gordon and Alfred. Hence the name Two-Face fucking asshole <laughs> nothing's piercing croc his reptilian skin is just that strong i don't even think bats could have bit through it at croc's going after alfred alfred hines mm-hmm. behind that classic batmobile i love that you have two-face and gordon by the dinosaur there's actually one point where it looks like the dinosaur comes to life and has this weird look on its face alfred learns that bruce is still alive off the cliff but you know he's on his last limb only way to regenerate strength obviously is to um take alfred's life in blood is what happens in the next scene you see uh you know, Croc's coming over this edge saying, you're making me angry, geezer. And then all of a sudden you see Alfred. That's Alfred's head rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Oh, poor guy. Oh. Poor Alfred. He's had a shitty couple weeks in comics. Jeez, seriously. Comic. <laughs> Bruce takes this big part of the Batcave and just rails it through Croc's chest. Two-Face tries to shoot him with those, those arrows. What kind of Are these silver arrows or are they just like... Any, any kind of special They're not animal. even silver. Not probably. They don't look silver. <laughs> it might be like uh, like in the last thing they were. Uh, I think wood, wood. with yeah. Uh, yeah, hollow hollow oak with the uh, silver inside. Right. Yes. Two Face shoots towards Batman, Bruce, and uh, he catches bo- both of them and rams one through each side of Two Face's head. <laughs> That's very fitting. He's like licking the blood off the end of it. Or just of the drops of blood, which is so badass. He, you know, he's explained to Gordon he can't go on. You know, he needs to he needs to detonate the cave and get the hell out of there. But in the process, a huge... well, he says, "Kill me or join me." Yeah. Like, oh, shit. So he just tried to detonate the cave, but in the process of Gordon trying to get out, a pretty much a boulder lands on top of him, killing him instantly. And then uh, Bats is just there to reflect on uh, everyone dying. And super dramatic part was when he's pretty much leaving the cave. He's just burning. He's having one of those blade moments. A vampire walking into the sun and just becoming one with nothingness. So the way he likes to put it. Uh, to atoms of dust, seeking the true darkness of peace and the unknown faith of nothingness. And you just see him burning and disintegrating and dwindling away into skeleton and then nothing where all that's left is the cowl on a piece of rock with alfred's head on the ground and a boulder on gordon (laughs) that that last image right there i mean it's just it's hard to end any kind of comic book story for some reason just the genre the format the medium but but with this trilogy it was from start to finish. I think it was spot on. You knew how it was kind of going to have to end for Batman. Yeah. But it, it was kind of shocking to see him take out Alfred and, and Gordon, and and to me that was kind of the tragedy of the the whole book. They they became tra- tragic heroes themselves too. You know. Yeah. Well, Gordon. Well, there were there were two ways it could have ended. It could have ended the the regular Batman comic way where he, they found a cure for him and every it, everything ended happily. But they went the brave way, where mm. everything ended horribly. Yeah, Arian is the only one that survives 
all three stories. <laughs> so, yes. Crimson Mist rating system out of five face kebabs. Let's start with you, Grams. <laughs> Let's start with Me? you, Grams. How many? How, how many out of five face kebabs? How many uh, do you give Crimson Mist? I, I really enjoyed this one probably the most out of the yeah. the three because I mean, like you said, it was you could definitely tell that Kelly Jones. Um, art evolved and he didn't hold back any punches I mean he let it he let it rip on this one I really wish that this type of Batman would show up in the the new metal story dude I, I just lo- I love you know so many key images of the vampire Batman yeah in this one and then also I mean you got to give a, a bonus for that poison ivy outfit so you mean an extra <laughs> an, an extra face kebab an extra head on the the rope yeah I'm gonna yeah. give it a, a, a 5.5. Out, out of five, five. I, you, you, gave, you gave it. Damn! Oh my That's god! A lot of head. <laughs> so uh, this is like legends level. That's a legend level. <laughs> yeah, this is a thirty-minute legends of Lego Batman shower. <laughs> the, girl, the girl's like, what the? Fuck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rob, Robin, out of five uh, face kebabs. Uh, same thing. This one is the tops of the three for me because they just. They went all out on this one, brought in all the rogues, and then mm-hmm. killed all of them. Yeah. Uh, yes. So yeah, this this is as close to perfect as any as any of them come. Eh, I'm not gonna go five point five, but uh, I'm gonna go like four point nine. Four point nine, nice. That's a lot of face kebabs. Grumps, did you read a uh, Crimson Mist recently? Oh, sorry, I was washing dishes. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to give it... Originally, I was going to give it a 4.9 face kebabs, but I'm going to give an extra half for Grumps on his behalf. Because it has Batman in it. Yeah. Can't really find anything wrong with Crimson Mist as critical. You know, I mean, not even to pick apart the plot because it's a fun, it's a fun Elseworlds story. So, yeah, it's... That's as close to perfect as, a, as an Elseworlds story like this could be. Didn't, didn't that Batman appear in, like, Convergence or, or, or one of those, yeah. you know... Yeah. Yeah, Constant. yeah, one of the convergence issues they did do the vampire mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that Arkham Kitty bat chick clearly many names. Uh, how many <laughs> face kebabs? Um, I would say I'd give it about a three. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, oh, tough critic. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Grumps put that dish down for a second. no because i mean it's my it's my least favorite you know i i guess you could say vampire else world you know batman story like out of Um, the three you mean yeah well out of the three like my favorite one was bloodstorm or is bloodstorm i should say oh okay so yeah exactly (laughs) Um, but i mean i do love the fact that we have you know the batman rogues within it and they all get fucking slayed at the end you know i i enjoy that but I, it was all right dr angel quinzel had a five face kebab um i'm gonna go ahead and give him five dr quinzel <laughs> <laughs> nice so i take it this you really average back up <laughs> this is never mind i change favorite. it to two I'm with you, Grumps. <laughs> okay, then I'm going back to 5.5. <laughs> Zero. Oh, Damn it! <laughs> the art is amazing. I love Oops. dark and skeletal and evil Batman is. Yeah, well, oh. you, you like your horror stuff too. That's I guess that's a that's a big plus for you as well. 
like for people five to five space kebabs ah, ah. <laughs> oh that cats and bats for this uh vampire kamek uh out of five face kebabs what's what say you um i give it a 4.5 oh yeah i love the ending though the ending is fantastic when everybody dies because it's the last thing you expect you think at least they really lead you on like you think at least gordon's gonna make it out <laughs> that's a really good point we, you do think gordon's gonna make it out the first time you read it and uh, then he just gets crushed by a boulder it's crushed like, yes like, and it's brutal too like you see yes. his head get flattened Shit, there's like nobody has like a peaceful death <laughs> in this one it's all awful yeah your head either gets ripped off or crushed Oof. right and that nash cat out of five face kebabs um I say 4.2. Nash coming in the clutch for a Selena-less book. Nice. <laughs> yeah, one, because, you know, the Selena cameo. And <laughs> I guess two, because, you know, the second to last page, everything burns, but his ears just are, like, the only thing standing. Nice. Did, um, did you like the artwork? Yeah, I loved it. Cool. So that's a nice high average. Not bad. We could see who the grumpler in your crew is now. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm just I'm just kidding around. I really love different perspectives and to see what other people think. That's that's cool. Like Bloodstone. It's hard. I mean, it would be hard to choose a favorite too because each part of this trilogy is so different. But um, the the Vampire Batman trilogy. It's been a while since I read it. This is the first time I read it for a long time and. I actually forgot how good. I think I appreciated it more, much more this time than the first time I read it, and uh, it's um, it's fun, and I think it needs to get the animated uh, movie treatment. It really does. But that yeah. that would be a little tricky though, because if they weren't going to incorporate all three of these somehow, that would be a long movie. So I mean, oh, and you well, know, just just do three of them. Fuck it. I mean, yeah, and, and, all they're, they're all going to be direct to video anyway. In a perfect so. world, yeah, three of them. But uh, you know, I mean, Bruce Tim's going to have bats banging the vampires and Gordon <laughs> is banging Alfred. He's going to bang Alfred. Banging, banging Alfred. Banging Alfred. Banging He'll have Croc doing it in the sewer with the hooker. Yeah, with the skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> hey Gotham, this is the Cat Force, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Meow. Yeah. Favorite horror movie from each of you guys. Or you could do your favorite horror movie and what you feel is the scariest movie. Unless it's like both the one and the same. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Anyone know what? Gramps is, <laughs> Gramps is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> well, I, I'll say this. I mean, yeah, I've got a favorite and then I've got probably what I... Like a favorite and a scariest, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love I love the, uh, the Wolfman. Oh, from like, yes. From like oh. 2010 that had... Um, Benicio del or Benicio. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that one. I love mm -hmm. it. And Anthony Hopkins. I mean, who you can't beat that guy. He's the best. Yeah. I love Anthony Hopkins. So, for me, that was it. I wouldn't really call that a a horror movie. I guess you could, but it's more kind of a gore movie. But I, I just love the, that movie. I remember seeing it in the theaters with my wife, and then uh, I watch it at least once a year, especially around this time of year. And um, I've got the the Mezco eight inch Wolfman figure. He's a favorite of mine. Mm. So that's one of my that's one of my favorite horror movies. And as far as like all time scariest, I mean, I'll be honest. I had to take a break in the mid middle of The Conjuring. Um, mm -hmm. That movie scared the shit out of me, man. Oh, 
Good choices. Uh, yeah, watch. I also like The Shining. I, I give an honorable mention to The Shining. Yeah, oh, The Shining is really good. Shining can't be a classic. Yeah, throw out <laughs> honorable mentions too if you guys want. So. Yeah, those are good choices, Gramps. I, I saw The Conjuring like a year ago, I think it was. Uh, a pretty good movie. I think I like the scene where uh, it comes out of the, the closet or something. And then, oh, God. And they look in the closet, there's nothing there. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, those movies like that just give me the creeps, man, because like, ah, oh, just... Yeah. yeah. Um, what say you, Robin? That's a really tough question for me. I've watched a lot of fucking horror movies, like hmm. from you know the the mainstream movies that everyone watches, and I've watched a lot of like really B and C horror movies too. Yeah. A lot of things like Poughkeepsie tapes that are really cool, but uh, traditionally my favorite uh, my favorite was always the Hellraiser movies. Pinhead is my guy. I still have all the old. Uh, all the old figures that came out, the nice. little ones, the big ones. So, which, the which Hellraiser, Hellraiser movies, I would say collectively are well, like the first four. Four, yeah. Those, Everything else yeah. after that was trash. That's true. Yeah. The first four. So really that launched that launched a whole franchise, and and you're saying the first four are that good that you love them that much? The first, the first yeah, four the, the, are really good. Yeah, the, the oh. first four are are you know where it was the later ones you get into movies where there was like this little indie movie that somebody had the idea for and they were going to make but you know the, the, they couldn't get the backing to make it so then they ended up you know i don't know how it working this movie that they had an idea for and just adding pinhead and the cenobites to it yeah to <laughs> get it made yeah so it's just trash i still like watching old stuff like uh people under the stairs and things like that yes people so un- i gotta throw all that stuff in people under the <laughs> stairs is the original get out by the way if anyone's seen yeah. the movie get out so good choices always love some pinhead uh definitely uh I'd say three is my favorite. Uh, Grumps, favorite horror. like horror movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, first of all, I'm not a huge fan, but if I had to pick one, I'd have to say the original, like, Halloween. Yeah. I just, like, the. I think the blank mask that he wears is, I don't know, man, it's just pretty scary to me. You got pretty that. Disturbing. You got that pin, huh? The Halloween pin. Oh, yeah. What's so great about that movie is the style of filmmaking because they didn't have a big budget. And they had to create ways to make that film that so, you know, where you're looking through the mask as, you know, Mike Myers and, and just the suspense and intensity. Yeah. It, it was and genius. Getting, you know, no emotion from, you know, from him, at least, anyway. It's like the uh, original <clears throat> boogeyman, they called him, Michael Myers. What else? I, I have to agree with I Grant, actually so went I to the original house where they filmed that movie. Oh, no it's, in, uh, it's in Pasadena, California. Oh, shit. Yeah. Isn't the, and she lives um, near. Uh, she remake? lives near. Uh, Hills have eyes too. No yeah, <laughs> I'm about like a good like hour away. Is isn't isn't Cyrus House from Nightmare on Elm Street in California as well? I, I yeah, it yeah. is. Um, I I don't know where though, but yeah. Because in in the movies it's in Michigan, but in reality mm-hmm. it's it's like in California, I believe. So yeah, a lot a lot of those movie houses are like within california i have to backtrack and give some credit to uh night of the living dead yeah uh just because it's responsible for so much and it it was an indie movie when it was made they made it with nothing no technology no budget it spawned everything everything with a zombie since then yeah Uh, you know all the imagery and everything everything that's done in walking dead and every other zombie movie that's come out that's that's all george romero r.i.p the uh arkham kitty how about your picks okay i'm 
I guess I'm going to tell you guys, like, my favorite horror movie as of right now, because it's really hard for me to choose. Um, well, I wouldn't even really call it horror, but I really love the Child's Play movies. And I'm pretty sure you guys have seen my Snapchats where my friend and I, we reenact scenes <laughs> from, <laughs> from Child's Play. <laughs> but anyways... Um, I think because Chucky, he just scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Like, I was never afraid of the dark or afraid of clowns. Like, I, I mean, I was afraid of, like, birds and, you know, clowns. Or not clowns, sorry, like, dolls. But Chucky, he just scared the shit out of me. And mm -hmm. I even remember one time my stepdad, um, he was downstairs watching TV. And he was like, oh, Genevieve, uh, one of your favorite movies is on. And I was, I was little. I was, like, maybe, like, six or seven. And I ran downstairs all happy. And I kid you not, mm -hmm. I'm all thinking it's like Batman Returns. So I'm like running downstairs <laughs> and all I, all I see is Chucky on the fucking screen. And I just like, I start screaming and I just ran upstairs. Like, but yeah, I would say that. Like, I, I just love how he's such a little shit too. Like, he, he really doesn't um, give a fuck. <laughs> do y'all see when people like put like the Chucky doll on the trucks? Like on, yeah, the, on yeah. the sunroof? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! You know, instead like, of Elf on the Shelf this year, let's do Chucky. Chucky on a shelf. Did, Chucky on the trucky. Chucky on the sunroof. <laughs> did you see uh, Cult the Chucky? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, yeah. I just watched it the other day. How was that? I, I've heard um, half and half. I mean, yeah. I feel like you have to watch Curse of Chucky to understand what's going on in Cult of Chucky. What but about Bride I mean, of Chucky? Oh, that's a good one. I love Tiffany. I'm actually gonna be her for <laughs> Halloween. Is that is that who so Jed cool. Vitilli was? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, Cold Chucky was different, but I mean, it, it was all right. I mean, I I it, love the three original Child's Play. The first one alone Cult, was uh, fucking Cult was nuts. cool because um, the main character was Brad Dourif's daughter. Yeah. And she sounds just like him when she laughs. She does, which was freaking scary. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be afraid of you too now. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Angel Quinzel. <laughs> um, I have to split it up. So I love the Universal monster movies. Like nice. I love them. Uh, my favorite is Bride of Frankenstein. Cool. Nice. But then if we went with more like horror, horror that we think about today, uh, the Halloween franchise. But like specifically four and five freaked me out with uh, Danielle Harris as Jamie because mm. I was little when I watched them and I was like, holy shit, he's going after a little girl, not teenagers, yeah. and not people <laughs> having sex. Like, oh god, why? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but. Uh, like I love Michael Myers. I like. It, I mean, I love like the whole slasher film. That's my yeah, favorite. Very cool. Uh, he's he's and, like the go-to guy, Michael Myers. He's like so many people yeah. refer to him as the great. And then they're uh, making a remake, aren't they? Yeah, with Jamie Lee Curtis, I think. For my, mm -hmm. Halloween number nine or ten, I don't know. There's not like I'm really kind of numb to horror. My mom started me on horror when I was little, so I, I'm not. There's not really a movie that freaks me out, mm. but there's like concepts in movies that freak me out, like things happening in the background that no one is acknowledging. Yeah, just fucks me up. <laughs> like in it, when uh, Ben is in the library and he's like flipping through and he's seeing the stuff in the book, and that fucking old lady in the background That's is amazing. looking at him. Yeah, that, what? that was the only time I was like, no, no. That's I'm amazing. Not okay. What's she doing? She's, she's like she's literally just she's like being creepy. Yeah, and her posture is just like 
it just changes a little bit, and you and, she, and she's looking at him. Yes, and oh. like it's so subtle, subtle. It's just she's possessed ah, by anyways. You know there there's and then that's where the balloon comes from too. The balloon that floats across the yeah. room floats from where she was. Now I gotta watch that again. You know there's so many subtle parts of this new it movie that you gotta really pay attention to that are so fucked up. Like mm-hmm. when he's hanging from the meat hook and he's just, it's so it's disturbing because he's swinging back and forth and making these noises by himself. Originally he had a kid with him and he was eating the kid, but they changed it. So now he's just by himself and you could hear like the, what was it? The, the goat or the lamb, whatever. And, and those noises in the background as well. And when you really yeah. think about it, you're like, and that is so fucking disturbing. And just there are many parts in that movie where if you really pay att- close attention to you, like that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> like that's just <laughs> disturbing. So that's a huge honorable mention. That has to be it. That's a modern day phenomenon for horror. Hopefully, it sets a trend for some some more. Man, what about Omen? Did anyone see that? Or is that too old for you guys? Oh, the yeah. Omen's really good. I, remember. I, can't, I used to call my brother Damien. I can't, I can't watch it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I won't watch it. It's just it's like, disturbing. That came out when the, with the Warlock, I remember. That kind of time <laughs> yeah. period. Yeah. Waxworks and all that whole shit. <laughs> for, new, for newer movies, I like uh, Insidious. I heard that about it. That was really good. I heard good yeah. things. I'll try to stay away from because I'm a scary cat. <laughs> scary cat. I'm the one that runs to the bathroom when there's a scary part. <laughs> yeah, you didn't make it through it. <laughs> well, she did the second time. I had to go. Yeah, I did the second time. That's uh, actually funnier the second time. It's great. <laughs> that that uh, cats and bats. Uh, what say you? Probably my favorite horror movie is scream because it just holds a lot of like nostalgia for me like it was my aunt's a nice thing to go like see horror movies together and scream was when it started yeah um Mm -hmm. probably the movie that's still to this day and it's not horror but every time i watch it it like gives me goosebumps is silence of the lambs yeah um But the horror movie I watched that really screwed me up (laughs) for a while was the remake of I Spit on Your Grave. Oh, my (laughs) God. I can't even watch that movie. No. And it's actually very well done. I have to say, it's graphic and it's it's very well done. And the acting in it is really, really great. But you are so uncomfortable during that movie. And I get it. You're supposed to be uncomfortable during it. Like, that's what they were going for. But, yeah, like, watching that, I remember watching it and having to stop and take a break and then, you know, to go back and finish it. And it was, like, yeah, it's it's hard to watch. Yeah. And you think, like, even the first one, it's still pretty graphic for its time, but just the mm-hmm. remake was even, it was even worse. Yeah. And, it, like you said, it does. It makes you feel really uncomfortable. Like, I remember watching it with uh, my best friend, and after the movie was over, she smacked me. Like, not in the face, though, but, like, she smacked me, <laughs> and she was just, like... Why the fuck did you make us watch this? I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Now I, qu- now I need to question like myself. Like, when I was watching it, I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah, yeah, no. exactly. But then you want to keep watching, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah. That Nash cat. What we got? Um, the only horror movie I liked is actually a classic. And it's actually a Dracula movie, too. Um, what was it called again? Horror. Vampire in Brooklyn. Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, it was actually Horror of Dracula. Okay. I don't know, but uh, it was scary to me when I watched it. Because, mm. you know, anything's scary to me. But, <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. I like it. 
And anything Dracula, I actually love. But murder. The, oh, did you see the the Bram Stoker's Dracula movie? Yeah, I watched that, every that, Dracula movie. Oh, yeah, that uh, movie doesn't get uh, that movie doesn't get much attention anymore with the Keanu Reeves. Gary yeah, Oldman was really good in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. Gary He's good in it. Awesome. Yeah, I watched everyone. I think it was really good for its time. I don't know. Really. Yeah, it was. It was kind of ahead of its time. I feel a little yeah. bit like yeah. I think when it came out, a lot of people. They didn't get it, and they didn't know, I think, what Coppola's intentions were, and then Keanu Reeves was really miscast in it, and, you know. <laughs> He's miscast in oh. everything. Oh, that's true. M- Mikkel, <laughs> cover your ears. <laughs> Not going to like that. I'm going to have a Dracula marathon tonight. Nice. Well, you just did with the um, the, the vampire Batman stuff. Uh, yeah. That was quite a... Like some of you said, um, I mean... I don't really get I don't really get scared by horror movies. Psychological ones that get in your head and make you think are usually mm-hmm. most effective for me. So if mm-hmm. I had the, the only movie that I can remember that fuck like stood with me and f- creeped me out was uh, The Ring when I first saw it. The first time I saw it. Yeah, the ring. Yes. <laughs> me too. First time I was cool until the end when she crawled out of the TV. Then I was like, "What in the fuck is that, going on?" That ending. Movies when, like that <laughs> makes me hate kids. So. Yeah, that that ending <laughs> yeah. when somebody. The garage. The Grudge. Oh, hell yeah. no. The Grudge. I hate that. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, wait. I think uh, I can do it. No. Uh, no. Uh, no. Quick notable uh, mention to Ex- The Exorcist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my. That movie Especially is not allowed the, in my house. Uh, the the version that they put out like 10 years ago or something with, uh, you know, scenes put back in it that had been cut out. Yeah, my that. dad tells see... me stories of people going to see the exorcist in the theater. And like, he was in high school and he told me like his best friend had to sleep with the lights on for like a week and people <laughs> like, yeah, freaking out in the theater, like passing out and stuff. <laughs> Did you guys ever see Exodus exorcist two? I think I was in like middle school and was uh, staying over at a friend's. We weren't supposed to be watching this movie, but we were. And like, I just remember vividly this one scene where they're in a hospital and these doctors are walking down a hallway of the hospital. And in the background, you see, and it still gives me the creeps, you see this headless man walking across with like these big scissors in his hand to go chop someone else's head off. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, Friendly I, reminder, I'm in a medical clinic with a hallway behind me. Medical clinic? I'm alone. I'm sorry, I'm in the asylum. <laughs> I didn't mean to ruin your fantasy. <laughs> it's too good. Just a little Well, longer. I can tell you, there's one movie I've never been able to make it all the way through, and that is House of a Thousand Corpses. I've never been able oh, to Oh, I like that movie. Wow. Yeah, I love that. It, that and uh, Devil's Rejects, because uh, the, there are those movies too. that they make you, the, the bad guys are the heroes. Yeah, Devil's yeah. Rejects, and I like them. They make you like them. And when when the bad guys have to die at the end of the movie, it's super sad. I loved you so much, you horrible human. <laughs> Why? <laughs> has, has anyone ever seen In the Mouth of Madness? Oh, a long time ago. That's such a good, scary-ass movie that like nobody knows about. I think it was John Carpenter, right? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. And uh, who was in it? Uh, Sam Neill or something? Sam Neill was in it, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much about um, an, a private investigator who's hired to... Um, the publishing house hires him to find this... He's like this... Find this author. He's like the Stephen King of this movie. And uh, while this investigator is looking for him, he starts to experience all the creepy things that happen, happens in this guy's books. 
And, and there's uh, that painting, right? That's the painting that keeps changing every yeah. time he looks at it. It's like a yes. an old couple walking through like a garden. And then when you look back at it, they're on the ground mutating. And then you look back at it again. They're like killing each other. And they're mu- they've mutated into this giant monster. And it's it's fucked up. Highly recommend it. It's, nobody really knows about it. It was such a good movie. Yeah. Um, did Carpenter also do uh, The Thing, right? Yeah. Yes. So, that's, so this is one of those movies that came after and probably got shadowed by things like that. That's why. Yeah. Maybe. Thing's a good one too. That's that's fucked up. <laughs> there yeah. there are a lot of really bad movies that are based on a really good or just really creepy, scary character. Yeah. Uh, there's I think it was a British movie. I I want to say it's called The Creep, something like that. But uh, that sounds the, familiar. The the, the like the monster guy in it looks really unsettling and scary. The movie isn't great. Yeah. But it's worth watching just because that guy is so creepy and he does fucked up things. Mm. Hey, stop talking about the trunk like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyone see Cabin in the Woods? Yeah, yeah. that was yes. good. How fun was that? Like, just yeah. that's my life. Yeah, the the homages to uh, to all the classic horror tropes. Saw fans, Jigsaw fans. Yep. I had yeah. stopped watching it for I couldn't take anymore. <laughs> it like became just too much for me. Yeah. No, the new one looks I'm, good. It does look kind of good. It looks like a big budget. Has um, anybody ever seen Event Horizon? You know, no, Tom, Tom was about yeah. yeah about the SOS. They thought it was a war um, to help, but then they find out it was a warning. That was like the main. Yeah, thing. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but it's you know it's a sci-fi horror movie and it's scary as fuck. It really is. It's scary because of like the psychological. And Sam Neill's in that one, and Lawrence Fishburne, yeah. I think, is in it. Yeah. Shit. Oh, I just googled that scene. It's actually from Exorcist Three. Just Google <laughs> Exorcist Three, nurse station. I don't want to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. All of the lights are off except this room. No. <laughs> the uh, real exorcist house, like what it was all based on, is like an hour from my house. Oh, that's fun. And, which is uh, awesome and terrifying. Hmm. But, and then like pictures, I'll have to post some sometime, but like pictures of me when I was a little girl, everyone says I look just like Reagan. Obviously not possessed, pea-spitting time Reagan, but like normal, hmm. sweet <laughs> all right well that was a good one bat force ready cat force takeover tonight because we're outnumbered by the cat force so mm-hmm. the little, the little cat force. Right. We, we even ended up at the end yeah mm-hmm. this is that nudge cat of that cat forever <laughs>